Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome, listeners, to the first episode of uh, Road to Divi One. This is a little podcast project that I'm working on with uh, Andrew Buchanan, the uh, the captain, coach, best runner in the Bendigo Bats Division Two cross country team, who's also debuting uh, his marathon at the Gold Coast, his first ever marathon coming up in about eight and a half, nine weeks. So we're going to follow his journey to his first marathon on this little podcast series. And we are also going to follow the journey of the Bendigo Bats cross-country team as they work towards getting promoted into Division 1 at the end of the 10-race series for the Athletics Victoria Winter Cross-Country and Road Racing Series. Welcome to my co-host, Andy Buchanan. How are you going? Yeah, good, Brady. I bloody love that title, Road to Divi 1. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. When did you think of that? That's great. I was just jogging the other day, and I was, um, when was it? I think I was doing like a medium long run. It was, yeah, yesterday, Wednesday. We are recording this on a Thursday, and I was actually listening to you talk on another podcast about, um, it was uh, that Running Guy podcast, I think it's called, yep. and he yep. was asking you questions about the Bendigo Bats and stuff, and I'm like, oh, this would be cool just to like, like I want this to be like super low key compared to like inside running and stuff, and really go back to because this is how inside running started doing like a really low key road two series when we uh, did Berlin in two thousand and seventeen, I think it was. So um, and now I was listening to you talk about it, and I've been watching heaps of sport documentaries uh, lately. I've been watching the um, Formula One one on Netflix. I think it's like Drive, yeah, drive to, survive. to Survive. Yeah. Yeah, it's I, good, isn't it? I started season three and it's and it's good. I think I've got to go back and watch the first two seasons now. Yeah. Well and worth well worth it. Yeah, that's what Croak said as well. It's like go back. Don't start season three. But I've really enjoyed season three. And then um I've also been watching like Last Chance You, the basketball ones. And then like as a parody, I'm not trying to compare Road to Divi One to uh, any of those documentary series. But I just thought this could be funny to uh, really, like we're just going to talk a lot about training here and um, to follow the journey of the Bendigo Bats throughout 2021 to see if they can get into Divi 1 or Premier Division. But I think Road to Divi 1 sounds way better than Road to Premier Division. What do you reckon? 
Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of Divi One. I think that's what uh, that's what everyone calls it. So I think we'll I think we'll roll with that. But no, it's it's going to be good fun. I know you messaged me yesterday, and um, when I was on that podcast the other day, it was uh, I was quite interested that we spoke so long about XCR, and it kind of got me thinking that we are so lucky to have it. Like it's such a it's such a unique circuit, um, <clears throat> and just even for us running around cheering on our second, third, fourth, fifth and sixth runner um, and kind of giving a bit of lip to the other teams while we're there and I was, I know I was trying to get in Nath Pierce's head saying that Nathan Stoke was in real good form and he loves cross country and all that kind of stuff because they were going head to head so it's it's pretty unique um, and we didn't get much coverage on the uh, Asvik they're not showing us much love at the moment so we got we got hardly any coverage on the um, the XCR highlights so yeah, hopefully I think we're we like can, the, um, the bad boys of XCR the Bendigo Bats I think we are yeah <laughs> so I reckon uh, it's. I'm surprised we haven't got like film crew kind of following us around or anything like that. Cause it's, yeah, uh, I have heard some whispers, a, a few documentary yeah. teams after us and stuff, which could be yeah. could be funny. Bit of a fairy fairy tale story, I reckon. So yeah. it's, uh, no, it's gonna be it's gonna be good fun. After round one, it's a fairy tale story. Still got nine <laughs> more rounds to go, so we'll see how this ages. But um, what about me, mate Moose? We absolutely triggered him on inside running. He's not happy at all with the Bendigo Bats. I think it's a, a bit of jealousy kind of thing, maybe. Just maybe wishes yeah, he was a part I, of it. I saw that, and I was, I was listening in yesterday, and he, yeah, he's not very happy. And I think the fact that Ballarat are going so poorly, and then he can't even fall back on Geelong, and then mm. he, he uses this excuse about Surf Coast Track Club or whatever they're called, and he, and he messaged me about it, and I said, mate, if you come in, you'd be in Div 7. And um, mm. he didn't, he didn't really appreciate that much. But um, it's funny those you just sent me a, a highlights package from XCR 09. Um, <laughs> did you have you did you watch that video? Did yeah. You yeah. Did you did you see? So in two weeks' time on Saturday we've got Lardner Park coming up, which is down at Warrigal. The most famous thing at Lardner Park is the fence jump. So anyone who's ran there. <laughs> knows what I'm talking about. You have to jump over this fence. And did you see the intro? <laughs> there's, a, there's a guy running along and he slips and literally knackers himself on the fence. Did you no, see that? I didn't. I wasn't paying too much attention oh. to the introduction. I almost, I think I might have skipped it because I think it had nah. like those little thumbnails about where to skip to to hear the different parts of it. No, nah, go back and watch it. Trust me, it's hilarious. So that's um, that's something that we'll be looking out for in, in two weeks' time at, at Lardner Park because we're already... Um, Benigo team, we we had a good first round, and we're already setting our sights on uh on the win in yeah. uh, in round two. Slow down a bit though, because we've got to, we'll go back because there could be some listeners who have just come across us for the first time, maybe, or yeah, um, live overseas and stuff, and they don't really know what we're talking about. But do you want to maybe describe? Because you did a pretty good job of it on that other podcast. Um, maybe the how the season looks and how the divisions look and where we're kind of situated in all of that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. F- sorry, I was just getting a bit excited. Yeah. Just um, straight just to Lardner Park, <laughs> seeing who's out, and just yeah, that's it's true cross country. But so it's Athletics Victoria have this XCR circuit where there's uh, I think there's ten or eleven different races. Ten. Um, ten races. Ten. Yeah, and they all vary from very. Well, there's no such thing as very easy cross country, but gentle cross country or pretty full on cross country to road races um, to short relays. So it's it's a real mixture, and um, they're all around the state as well, which is really really great, um, especially for us up here in in Bendigo, um, driving a few hours to each race, but that's all right. Um, and how it works is there's a Division One, Division Two, all the way down to Division Seven, um, and it's just like the Premier League. So there's 
um, two teams that go up and two teams that go down every year. So if you win Division 2, uh, you get promoted to Division 1 and so on. So I know we, um, you did a bit of research in Brady and back in 2010, we were in Premier Division um, and then our team kind of went MIA for a little bit. Um, and then each year, if you don't score points and you finish in the bottom two, you keep dropping down a division, down a division. Um, the cool thing is all the divisions are essentially the same. There's just a different amount of runners per team. So uh, Divi 1 and Divi 2 always have six runners. So that's what we're in at the moment um, for some reason. And uh, our our friend of the show, Michael Kernahan, uh, he's he's right on this. Um, we'll I get think him he on might be taking, too, I reckon. We'll he, get his thoughts. I reckon he's taking a lawsuit out on Asvik soon. Um, he's not very happy because if, uh, two two or three years ago, Asvik changed it where they had um, two teams go up and two teams come down from Premier. So two teams from Div 2 and two come down from Div 1. And there's 10 um, teams in Premier Division as well. So, yes. yeah, so the team yep. that finishes ninth and 10th throughout the Throughout at the end of the year on the ladders go down, and the two that are first and second in Divi Two go up. And we probably should explain that. So uh, with the ten race series, there's four relays. So you run, you know, like we did on the weekend, six by six k, and there's six individual races. And where you finish in those races, that's how many points you get for your team, and the team with the lowest points then wins that round. So it's a yeah, fascinating so it's, kind of mathematical thing that goes on here. Yeah, and it's kind of cool because not only do you want a top six that are good, but you want probably a top ten. So therefore, those those four runners coming seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth can push other runners down from other clubs. So like if they're finishing in the top fifty, they're gonna push other runners down. So it's um yeah, it's a really unique uh, series, and it and I suppose to to get into Divi One, it takes more than just a a win at the first round because I actually looked back at results and I saw that Knox actually came second overall um, in 2019 and then they're still in Div 2. So <laughs> so they've done exactly what we've done, but um, their team was very different to our team on the weekend. Yeah. And can, um, can you remember like your first race for this stuff? Like I think for me it was probably 2003 was my first memory of like getting on the bus and going down with the with the Bendigo people and I think maybe we're Div 4 and this was actually before we should explain this that Bendigo has four athletics clubs and they used to all run individually down at this stuff whereas they yep. merged I think in maybe I'm going to say like 2008 to become Bendigo Region and then became Bendigo Bats um, just a few years ago. But can you remember your first impression of this kind of racing? Yeah, probably my first memory um, would probably be Colburn Relays. So some people that have been around the scene for a little bit will remember this. It was a race that was actually um, in our hometown, so Bendigo. So the home of the Bats. Um, and it used to run from a, a small town, yeah, about 40k away called Harcourt. Um, and it was... Uh, it was a, a crazy race. Like it was just like a Ekaden, um relay. So just like the Japanese ones, um, probably slightly slower times than the Japanese relays. Um, but it was very wild. Like I've just got vivid memories of driving around with Lee Till just in a mad rush because you had a bus and you were dropping your second runner off and making sure your third runner got to the position before your second runner got there. And it was, um, 
yeah, crazy time. So that's probably my logistical my nightmare, that one as well. Like just oh, trying to get I, people. And then there were so many times where people wouldn't be at the finish. So like the runner would be there with the sash waiting to pass it on. And the person wouldn't be there yet because they'd be stuck in traffic or taking a wrong turn. And it was super dangerous. Yeah. There were times when you were just on the side of a road with no shoulder, no bike lane. So that one got, yeah, that hasn't been going for a few years. And Bendigo hasn't had one for a while. So we do have to do quite a lot of traveling to um, get to most of them. Yeah, exactly. But that's, um, yeah, that's probably my, like, uh, vivid memories of, of doing that. And I just remember kind of Brett Gilligan on the bus and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, I remember when it was actually, when we were competing as clubs. But it's it's great now we can compete as a region um, just so we can compete against some of those bigger clubs in Melbourne. And I think, um, yeah, all, all clubs do it now. Um, in that 2009 uh, XCR race at jails, uh, Ballarat YCW actually took the win. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. So they were still like a standalone club. Now they're Ballarat yeah. region. Yeah. 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 And Mona, how about, yeah, I was, yeah, anyone who's just looking to fill in some time, go back and watch some of those races. That oh, was, that's um, so good. Yeah. That was epic. epic. And it's hard but... to find the old like ladders and results and stuff. Like if you click on the, um, the links on AV, it just says like page not found. Whereas these videos still live on YouTube and you can kind of see them there. So that's exactly yeah. how I did the research to figure out that we hadn't got there before. I was thinking we had, um, and we must have, I think it was after we kind of all become Bendigo region and had a couple of good years. And I think we might've, I don't think we won DV2. I think we might've been second and that's when they used to put two teams up that got us yep. into DV1. And we always just had, this is why it's so important for us now because we just never had like a running culture in Bendigo and um, we were just had no depth. Like we'd have two or three people who were half decent open runners and then would be kind of relying on 40 plus and 50 plus kind of guys to make up the numbers. And um, yeah, we just kept, we kept going down. Like before you kind of rewrote the record books, I remember when I was getting into running and like a 16 and 17 year old, there was, there was one guy from Bendigo had broken 30 minutes and one guy who had probably broken 14, 30 um, for 5k and 10k and then the Bendigo marathon record was 224 so we kind of just didn't have that culture growing up there or the role models or anything like that so um, things have definitely changed now but we don't have that rich history of success over this cross-country and road racing season so it's like why why we're so passionate about it now yeah nuts nah, and that's the thing like yeah while we were like we were stoked with how our div 2 team went at gels park um like we had our Div 14 finish third, we had our Div 17 finish second, um, we had our men's under 18 team, they won it. So like that's, I think that's how you judge how well a, a club or a region's going. You look at the juniors, um, and we had our women's under 18 team, they had a, a 12 year old in there and they finished fifth. Like so they, um, I don't know, we're in a good spot. Like we've never had juniors um, racing much before. Uh, so it's yeah, as you said, it's that that culture has changed. Uh, changed so much and we're kind of um, we're taking over from from Ballarat a little bit I think at the moment which is uh, pleasing to see yeah and we looked back through some of the results and we figured out the highest we've ever finished in um, when we were in division one premier division was fifth which is kind of frustrating because on the weekend uh, if we were in Premier Division, we would have finished second, but because we're not, it kind of doesn't count. So, yeah. um, like, so we've never ever won a state relay medal. Like, you've picked up a couple of individual ones, but as a as a club, as a team, as a region, Bendigo Region has never won a state relay cross country medal, which is um, kind of super frustrating. 
that were so close and kind of almost deserved one on the weekend, but we didn't get to come home with one. Yeah, it was um, a, bit, a little bit bittersweet knowing that we we competed so well and we ran exactly the same course. We were in the race. We actually were handicapped because we started behind everyone. Uh, well, behind Div 1, sorry. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I understand it, but at the same time, um, I don't know. I If I got that uh, that third-place medal, uh, I don't think I'd be uh, – <laughs> I'd be showing it off to anyone because it's kind of like, yeah, did you earn that kind of thing? But that's all right. They can, um, they can enjoy that third place medal. We'll be, um, we'll be coming for the gold in, uh, in no time, hopefully. So we'll just, yeah. we'll just wait and see. And I'm in two minds. Like on the inside run, and I was getting really lippy about like they should just put us up because I don't want this season to be like a waste. Like because if we were in Premier Division after round one, we'd be sitting second on the ladder. And we know that Stewie and Ben Buckingham are going to go to the Olympics and overseas to race in Europe and things like that, which means if you start looking at which club can potentially knock them off the top, well, you look down to us next. Um, but mm. then I'm like, oh, this is this could potentially be a season where at the end of the season we're like a second or third or, you know, if we have a fairy tale season, we could be the best best team in the state. But it's not going to count and we just need to then come back and do it in 2021. But then those clubs, like... Surely they're going to be like, this doesn't count if we win it if you actually look at the points and, and we've been rolled for 10 rounds. It's a, it's a fascinating yeah. situation. And the, and the yeah. easy thing for us to do is to go, well, don't worry about it, just focus on winning Divi 2. Um, and mm. and that's, the, that's the main thing we've got to make sure we do, like not get complacent because um, there's some good teams down there as well in Divi 2. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, like Mentone, they had a pretty strong team. Like they, they probably rolled half the uh, their Div 1 teams on the weekend um so they'll be they'll be tough to beat and you can't the wonderful thing is you need you need six quality runners every single round and like there's going to be things come up like i know i'm doing gold coast um i know you're heading up there as well so there's this is where it really tests uh the, the season tests your depth so it's um it's going to be good fun and i know hopefully the listeners enjoy the journey along the way and hopefully we get all the way to 10 relays um at the end of the year in september and we're still we're still talking about it and still talking about how well the team's going yeah we're copping a bit of lip early from people that think we can't sustain it which i find fascinating because when you look at our team like i'm the first to admit like i'm much i'm not much chop on cross country compared to me on road archie's the same like we live in a town with no hills so when we do get these cross country ones we're not really running it there as best we can when you chuck us on a 10k road, which is later in the season, or a half marathon, which is later in the season, or say a Sandown 6k road race and things like that. And we also had Ned and Matt Buckle in our team on the weekend, who were both 18 identical twins. They had a great runs. They ran a 19:22 and 19:27 for 6k. But um, there's guys who will come in to replace them over the longer distances who are kind of ready to go. Like, it's um, the depth's definitely there this season. Yeah, exactly. It's really exciting. Um, and that competition creates, uh, like, the more competition and then everyone just gets better. Like, we've um, we've had a pretty big signing. See the They've seen the success of the bats and they, they already want to jump on board. So he's a... Uh, I don't know if we want to make it formal yet, but he's um, not yet until it's really... signed. I can't, you can't. I don't want to get too ahead of myself until I see it in ink. That one. <laughs> but it, but it is well, a good you... point. It's a good point you make though, because like you went away for a couple of seasons. I went away for a couple of seasons to run for Geelong, who were in Premier Division. You ran for Melbourne Uni. Like Bendigo has been a club over the years where people leave because it just looked like it was going nowhere. 
but all the mm. all the all the kids, all the all the sons of Bendigo have come back. Yeah, well, that's like that's the thing. You're the oldest in the team, and I'm the second oldest. Like, that's uh, that's promising. And if I, I just hope we can, um, in a few years' time, we're not making the team because we're too slow and we're back in Divi Four or something. Uh, yeah, uh, that's that's the dream. And I've always um, I've always wanted to create a culture here where I've got people that are that I'm trying to hold on to in training, kind of thing. And and like with um, with Matt and Ned Buckle, like they're they're 18 and um, really hitting their straps and loving running. And they're, it's funny, they were not sure what they were going to do with a lot of the races because with AV, you can run in the individual races, you can run under 20s, which is a completely separate race. Um, but they've, they're like, nah, we want to be like, we want to get in Div 1. Like, that's what we want to do. We want to oh, run. Oh, really? Oh, I thought they were going to drop run. back to a couple of junior ones. But nah, nah, that's good. Nah, yeah. nah, nah. So maybe Bandura, um, yeah. which is, that's for that, that's to qualify for nationals. But I reckon every other one, they'll be like, nah, we want to, we want to help out the team. And it's, I don't know, it's, it's pretty special. Like it's, you don't get that in running unless you're at a college in America kind of thing. So it's, um, they're really buying in. I think that's a good thing about our team. It's like people are happy. If they don't, even if they don't run the best, they're still stoked with how the team performs. So mm. it's um that's that's the unique thing about XCR and people that haven't been in one of those teams just will never, they'll never understand it. No, um, I don't. They will, and that's why I was saying to Croaks on our show, I'm like, mate, you need to get part of this again and kind of liven you up a bit. Even like when I was walking around the house Saturday morning before we left, Carly's like, "Why are you so up and about?" I'm like, "Bats are on today. We're going to Melbourne. Get excited! Like, want to smoke some of these teams up? Like, I'd been that excited for a race for for months. Like, it was. Um, it's a different kind of level of excitement." I was a bit worried you were gonna, because you were talking, you were talking the big game in our little group messenger, and I was a bit. I know. I, I knew I didn't need to get pumped up because I love cross country, and it's been so long since we've had a cross country because of covid and i knew i was going to be pumped up but i was i was a little bit worried to feel that the young bucks were going to get uh, a bit excited and and get a bit carried away but no it, it was um yeah it's pretty cool so i think everyone was really pumped and i should explain here that andy is a two-time australian cross-country champion i think maybe 2017 2018 and then you come second in 2019 to olympian dave yep. mcneil i've got that right so yep. this is yep so we're in that interesting situation again where the best runner on the day which was andy ran the fastest time at jails park 1730 is coming out of a Division Two team as well. So it's kind of like that adds another component to it that the best teams don't get to directly compete against the best runner. So, um, yeah. yeah, it's another kind of interesting thing there. And you deserve to be run against those guys as well. So it's part of us, you know, we're doing our part for the team to kind of get you up there. And, um, and like, that competition you're talking about, like, I honestly drove down Saturday thinking I could potentially run the second fastest time of our team or I could run the sixth fastest time of our team and be the first one who's getting the ass next relay. If like that's a situation, like it's and that's a good situation to be in because you want to keep kind of flogging yourself, knowing that your spot's not safe and there's people knocking on the door, especially with some of our interstaters. If like they tend to come down, or um, yeah, with this big signing who's going to come back into the team, he'll slot straight into yeah. the top six potentially, and it's just like, well, I don't, I don't know if he will. Yeah, well, it I, depends I on the distance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but that's so the point I'm trying to make. No one other than you at the moment is in the top six, and they kind of got to prove it. Mm. So. But it was quite, it was quite funny um, because with Div Two we start fifteen-ish meters behind Div One, and um, and I know whenever you start, you always have this bit of adrenaline. And I we took off, and I was actually quite surprised at how 
slowly. Mm. The um, the Div One boys took off, and I was just kind of like, ah, oh, stuff this kind of thing, and kind of caught them and just went literally went straight through them and went straight to the front. And I think they all got a bit of a shock as to be like, who's this? Who's this Div Two runner coming up? And um, yeah, that soon got the race going. But it was um, I don't know it's kind of good fun starting behind them. But it would be um, yeah, it'd be nice to start up next to them uh, next year, hopefully if all goes to plan. So. Yeah. Just so they don't have to fang the first 50 metres. So that's another thing. We have to start, yeah, what, 15, 20 metres back? Uh, which isn't a massive distance, but it's still something we've got to make up pretty early. Uh, I will mm. go through these times, though. We did end up winning Div 2 in our 53. Mentone was second. We were our 53.34. Mentone was second, our 59.02. And the Frankston Pigs were two hours and 57 seconds. So we've got a bit of breathing space there, about five and a half minutes. Um, and where that put us, as we said before, was second overall behind St. Stephen's and Western Athletics were two minutes behind. And Mentone, as you were talking about, 159, that would have put them in uh, sixth, seventh spot with like Melbourne yeah. Uni and Collingwood. So yeah, you're right. They're knocking off a few teams there as well. So it's going to be interesting. Um, the lid's definitely off. We're trying to uh, get as many people on board the Bendigo Bats as possible. It was good to see a couple of 210 uh, marathoners training for the Olympics over in St. Moritz last night on Strava, just uh, just using the hashtag let the bats fly. So um, it's good to know that they're on board and stuff. So hopefully, we'll, we won't do this weekly. We'll maybe do this um, uh, pretty much after every race and maybe before every race. So you might hear from us 15, yeah. 20 times throughout the season. But the second part of the show is uh, documenting your kind of training leading into the Gold Coast or anything else you want to talk about for the XCR stuff. I'm trying to think um, of any of my notes. Anything we need to fill the listeners in on? No. So, so just, the next one's about two and a half weeks away, and it's 8K cross-country. Yeah. yeah, so 20 seconds. So it's um, the good thing about about XCR is it's quite evenly spaced out. So it's normally one or two a month, um, and it's and it's really – I've found for me personally it's the best way to get fit for like a, a big race is you go down and you have these – these little mini races um and it's just because the competition there is so strong like it's bloody hard to win a race and it's like it's to finish top 10 and the next cr race is like finishing top 10 in the biggest fun runs um in australia kind of thing like it's crazy the nah, depth so yeah. it's um it's harder like i've won you know hobart canberra I've come third at sydney marathon third at run for the kids and i think i've got on the podium at av maybe twice in 10 years like what's your what's your highest finish? Do you reckon? I've come you third third twice at Ballarat, fifteen k. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think, and we yeah. sometimes we get country medals, so they just give medals out to the people in like Vic Country, and I think I've yeah, I've won did a I couple of those. You, did I ever give you? Because you, me, and Brad won it from uh, Lakeside last year. Did yeah, I? That's no, right. Two years ago. Have I given you that medal, Maybe. or have I still got that? I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. Um, yeah right. But, I know Brad would be. Brad would be hanging out for that medal. Yeah, Croaks. It'd be interesting to see if we can get him on board too. Joel Tobin White was talking about coming to the bats last night when I was talking to him. But I just don't know. Some of these yeah, guys well, just jumping on the bandwagon, jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. So uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's gonna be interesting. And the and the distances, pretty much. So the first one was six k. The next one's eight k cross country. Then we have like a relay where I think the shortest leg is three k and the biggest leg is ten k and uh, distances in between. So that's where you got to get strategic and pick your best runners for different distances. 
And then there's maybe a uh, 10K cross country at Bandura. There's a road race around the Sandown race course, which is 6.2K on the road. We have a 10K on the road at Albert Park. Um, there's a 15K road race around Ballarat, a half marathon in Burnley, and a, a 3.8K race around the Tan. And I think that's 10 of them. Maybe I've missed a 12K cross country in there as well somewhere. So I think there's five cross country, five road races. So it's an interesting yes. season. And some yeah, people go well over some. Farm. Yeah, that's right. So, um, yeah, keep tuned. But talking about the Tan, you raced around the Tan a couple of weeks ago, and you also ran the Australian 3K Championships. And um, you're also building for a marathon. I will read through PBs just in case the listeners are new. And if you want to know more yeah. about Andy, check his interview on Inside Running or um, Better With Running. There's some uh, you know, 60, 90-minute chats with him there if you want to know more about him. But he's ran 3.45 for 1,500, 7.55 for 3K, 13.42 for 5K, 28.26 for 10K. Um, you've also ran 62.50 for the half marathon over in Japan. So obviously no marathon yet, but all those times point to something pretty quick on debut. How's the training yeah. going so far? Yeah, no, well, it's uh, it's going really well. It's uh, I don't know, I suppose it's a whole it's a whole new world of unknown. Um, so it's I was a little bit. I know you're never sure how you're going to handle the mileage, but um, just looking through, luckily Strava's back up and running. There was a little bit of uh, Strava had a oh, bit yeah, of a break for a fun. little bit. Yeah. So it's back up and running, but I've um, my last few weeks um, have been kind of 148, 149, 180, 183, 167, 162 Ks a week. So handling that well. Um, and yeah, I'm really enjoying enjoying the challenge at the moment and I'm uh, really looking forward to getting up to Gold Coast and, and having a crack in a marathon. It was um, it was quite a strange week last week because I like went to Melbourne three times um, for uh, a tan race, so that's 3.8K, um, and then a 3K, and then a, a cross country, and it's kind of like my, my next race is a marathon kind of thing. It was... Um, Quite strange, bit of a bit of a different week. But yeah. um, city slickers don't get that either. They don't understand what it's like to sit in the car for that long. Like we were three hours yeah. and ten minutes to the race on the weekend, and then three hours and ten minutes home. Like we left yeah. at eight thirty and got home at six thirty, and we ran for yeah. 19, well, 19 minutes. And you're like, "Geez, this is a big day out." Yeah, that that Australian three k champs. Luckily, because um, my race started at six fifteen pm. Which that's for people that don't. That's pretty early for a race. Um, normally, a lot of my races are at. 8.30, 9.30 kind of thing. But um, luckily Thursday is a half day for me because or else I wouldn't have been able to get there in time from work, mm. um, which is just a, it's just a whole other thing that, that people don't really um, – they don't think about too much. But no, it was a um, it was a big week, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it was good fun doing a bit of racing um, after having a pretty kind of little intense three-week kind of marathon block and you kind of just get into that groove and run a heap of Ks. It was nice to, um, I don't know, pull the – the foot off the accelerator a little bit and um just enjoy racing like we we had so long without racing so it's um i still just take every opportunity so but i must admit when i was um when i was chatting to my coach scotty um and he said oh i think you should give this 3k a go i i actually thought he was joking to start with i was like what are you <laughs> why am i doing a 3k um and it's it's funny i actually did um 20 to no 2400s uh two weeks before and i think my last three were in 63 62 62 62 and he kind of said if you're going to finish off 400s in that pace you can do a 3k what um, were the first so 17 that, in 
Yeah, yeah. So these were off a minute. So all off a minute standing. Yeah. Um, so 68, 70, 68, 67, 67, 66, 64, 65, 65, 65, 66, 64, 64, 63, 63, 62, 62, 63, 62, 63. That's a lot. Yeah. It's a big workout, isn't it, when you read that? Um, and the hardest thing about that, I know we've spoken about 400s before, but doing them all straight, like literally – just go finish all right a minute yep i'm back on and then just not even having that you know we've spoken about yeah, not like lap two sets of 10 recovery yeah yeah it's um you did like it on the track as well yeah on the track Do you go yeah, the same yeah. direction all, all the time yeah the same direction i don't know i've never i've never been a big fan of running fast backwards it just i don't know it just, just messes feels with weird. my mind yeah i don't know i don't know how people do it um but no, that was a um, that was a big workout. So that was probably one of my big ones, um, and then a few others I've done. Not real marathon uh, specific though. Nah, so it's Scott's really big on keeping my speed that I've got there, like just keeping in yeah. touch with it. I oh, think, and obviously, just... and this is this Scott is Scott Westcott is talking about 2016 Olympian in the marathon at Rio, so knows what he's talking about. Yeah, two ten yeah, to eleven guy. What's his PB? Oh, jeez, you put me on the spot. You keep talking yeah, about his four yeah. speed. Um, yeah, he's he's really big on I suppose not doing speed work, but just keeping in touch with running fast and uh, and feeling good. Because I think when you're running fast and you you're kind of doing three k, five k kind of stuff, as uh, as Croaks would say, you're just covering the ground well, kind of mm. thing. So I'm kind of doing every every two or three weeks, I'll do some shorter stuff. Um, but I've also a few other sessions I've done is like three by three by four k, um, which was just all about. I suppose practicing patience um, and not running them too fast. I actually got in trouble for running that last 4K rep a little bit too fast, which was um, that's so, all right. So does he, then, he? He's run 211.36, by the way, at uh, yep. Beppu over in Japan. So does he set oh, yep. a certain like pace range for you for 4K? Yeah, so like what's what's your ma- yeah. yeah? It's hard to know your marathon pace when you never ran one before. Yeah, so it's at the moment, uh, like the best thing about Scotty is because he's got so much experience, he'll he'll say, oh, yeah, look to run this pace. And then if I run a certain pace, he'll be like, yeah, I think you're in this shape because yeah. he's done so many sessions and races before. Um, and that's the best thing about it. So this one, um, I, he told me, I can't remember ex- the exact, but normally he doesn't really tell me. It's just effort. Um, that's what we kind of work on. And it's, it's, if I feel good, I'll push. If I don't feel good, I won't push. And that's a good thing about training by myself here in Bendigo. But, uh, with this one, I ran 1250, 1157, 1156. Um, so it was meant to get, there was meant to be a progression there, but I don't think I was, I don't think I was meant to run that fast in the last one. Um, so that was, I think that was like half marathon pace for you. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I haven't done half quicker. for so long. Yeah. So half marathon pace for me is like two fifty seven per yeah. k, um, which is so pretty much what you averaged for that last four k, wasn't it? Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to get loaded up now, but Strava's just um, it's like ah, it's don't stress been on been on holidays. But, hey, another um, thing though, yeah. I've just picked this picked this up. You ran seven fifty five point eight as your PB. Um, during this marathon block, I know Scott, where this is Scott going. Westcott's profile seven fifty five point four. Your three yeah. k PBs are pretty much identical. 
you know, I got a message from him. I'll um, I'll quickly have a look for it. Did you did? He's got you over I, 10K and 5K too, but you've got him over yeah. the half marathon. Yeah, that's the only um, that's the only one I've got him in in the half marathon. So hopefully I can get him in the um, hopefully I can get him in the marathon on but debut. I was, I was that, that um, would go down well. Yeah. <laughs> I would just well on that. I've just put your 3K and your half marathon. So when I put your 3K into the calculator, guess what it spits out for the half marathon? For the, for the conversion. 62.40. spot. Bang. So your 3K and your half marathon are identical mathematically on the calculator prediction. And then guess what? That pulls it out for the marathon. Oh, I have no idea. 2.11.40? 2.10.51. Oof. The expectations geez. are high. Yeah, wow. This could be... <laughs> so mathematically, you should be right. Yeah, so like this was the this was the message I got from Scotty. Andy ripped a seven fifty five unofficial for sixth, and then Cal uh, Cal Lang, he's a Newcastle guy, uh, fifty five high or low. Scotty record could be in trouble, and then yeah. Scotty he somehow Scotty knows his records to the point, so he's like seven fifty five forty three from first of July two thousand, waiting to see if Andy takes it, and then he got stuck into me for not for not taking it. So um, I think he's going to hold that one. Uh, over me for a while, I reckon, because I well, I was dipping because I had, in that race I had Andre who um I probably he was in front of me with about a hundred to go and um there's a good there's a good photo I was actually going to put on the gram tonight and it's uh, me reaching for the line I was in a fair bit of hurt so it was um not yeah, many opportunities fun. to run three k's like I think didn't you run like an eighteen second PB or something because your last yeah, one would have been something... years ago. Yeah, something like that. I've just never converted a three k race just because they they never come around. And I think you need you need a few things to go right to run a good race. You need a you need to be mentally and physically in good shape. You need a good um, like a good field, good conditions. And I've just never ticked all those boxes. Um, so it's yeah, but um, no, it's been it's been a busy few weeks, but it's been good fun. Yeah, very good. So then, like, you recovered well, and then have you got something meaty coming up this week? Like, you're almost going to have something marathon-specific every week now for the next eight weeks? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, so at the moment, it's just about getting – the focus for this week's just about getting back up to kind of 170 um, and probably making sure we don't overdo it because if you kind of uh, look at my last week, it's a, it's a bit, of, bit of a spike even though the Ks are down. Um, doing three races that's um it's a fair bit and people need to factor in that we like i'm traveling two hours to these races all the time kind of thing so that and that you're holding down a job like you're not just yeah, yeah not just sitting yeah, at home yeah. watching netflix all day yeah exactly yeah so i know most of our communication between you and me happens at about six o'clock in the morning i think <laughs> yeah yeah that's the one i love working at that hour though that's my yeah. most productive hour, like, especially if Hudson doesn't get up till six thirty, six forty. Like, just sit down have a coffee, and you just motor mm. through work. It's um, mm. yeah, super efficient time of the day for me. Yeah, and then yeah, but oh, sorry, keep going. This yeah, this week, um, so I just did on Tuesday, did a mile two by eight hundred, mile two by eight. Um, so that's a, it's an awesome session because it's seven k worth and it goes really fast. Um, like say compared to doing seven by one k. I just find it flies by, um, and that's a bit of a staple, just kind of VO2 session. What kind of recovery um, are you talking? Yeah, so two minutes after each mile um, and after each set of 800s and then one minute between the 800s. 
if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Um, I actually wore the Alpha Flies for the first time. I've never worn them before. Oh, yeah. Um, That's an interesting I've... workout to test them out then. Well, <laughs> I've got to make a decision. And I was like, oh, I'll just put them on. And it was like, you know what it's like. You work all day and it's like you look outside and it's blowing a gale. It's cold and you need you just need something just to give you that little bit of a spark. Something to get you um, up, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've had these Alpha Flies. I've had them for months, months and months. What colour like, you got? Still... I've got the, uh, I think they're the, the Tokyo Olympic ones, so white with uh, like kind of a bit of a red, reddy orange tick. I think they are. They look real cool and like light green on the bottom, like a real light, subtle green. I'm, I'm, you know typing, I'm typing into Google now. Nah, because I don't. Yeah, like I reckon they're the Olympic. Oh, edition. yeah, yeah, yeah. They, or did you say like a yeah. pinky kind of? No. Is it a pinky kind of yeah. tick? Yeah, probably pink. Pinkish. And then it's got that kind of like, yeah, light greeny. Yeah. Yeah, as a, yeah, yeah Archie's I, got that pair. They yeah. look, I reckon they look sick. Um, so, yeah, obviously, I need to make a decision for Gold Coast um, around what what shoes I'll wear, which is it's a pretty interesting one because you, you look at a lot of marathons these days, um, and I was keen to see, I actually forgot, do you know you know that one that Kipchoge did the other day? Yeah, he was back did in the wear, next percent. Yeah, but exactly. The next percent too, they reckon it was more a marketing thing, like he's wearing it because they've just been released. Yeah. Have you got a pair of the like a, new Next Percents? No, nah, I don't. I figure they're cheaper, so they can't be better. Yeah, they got a different upper or something, though. Yeah. I, like the, I like that blue colour. Yeah, like but I've got, I've, got two, I've got two brand new pairs of Next Percents sitting in boxes. What colours? Ekaden. Yeah, I've got yeah, that. The yeah, blue. they're my go-to at the moment. I'm going to wear that for Monsest yeah. and 10 in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then I've also got the Tokyo one as well, so the same as the... I remember. I, oh, I think yeah. I've funded. I've I funded Moose's holiday with. I think in Moose's one week. Moose's whole life's a holiday, mate. He has to work like a day yeah. and a half a week. Yeah. Yeah. I I think in one week I bought dragonflies, next percents, and alpha flies all off him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's because it got to this stage where they were real scarce, and you had to buy them straight mm. away. And now then it was yep. like there's too many of them. And now, and just, now I think yeah. the next percent twos have sold out. Um, do they yeah, squeak right. a bit? Your um, alpha flies, you find it's, a bit squeaky. Yeah, they weren't squeaky, but they were a bit. They just make a different noise. Mm. Um, and I've ran next to like Ben uh, Stoltz, his squeak, um, and it's kind of like it gets a bit annoying. Um, but mine don't squeak. But I have you. You've got some alpha flies, yeah. Yeah. Do I ever tell you the story about how I got mine? No. Oh, it sounds so, like a good story. Yeah, so US trials, you know how the US marathon trials, yep. they were yeah, giving, got a pair. Yeah, they were giving them out to everyone because they didn't want anyone having an the excuse that they didn't have the, the shoes on. And then yeah. we've got a listener, and his name escapes me, uh, Chris Cook. I hope I can tell this story. Yeah, yeah lucky <laughs> this is on Tell Me Your Tales, not Inside Running. Because, yeah. <laughs> anyway, here's a listener who uh, works for Nike and, like, really high up. We've tried to get him on the show a couple of times, but Nike legal department, like, won't release him kind of thing. Um, really? And then, yeah, he listens to it, and he heard us talking about how they're kind of hard to come across. And it was before I was meant to do Rotterdam in 2020, before COVID yeah. hit, and we're kind of talking about it and stuff. And anyway, like, they had some left over at the U.S. Olympic trials, and then he kind of just said, hey, what size are you, boys? And um, just sent us, sent us a pair each. So I've got the original like, black with the green tick, which I think oh, like, yeah. so me, Moose, and Brad have got those. And then I think the only other people in Australia that have that version is like Brett, Jack, 
um, maybe Stewie, like a couple of Nike guys who would have got that first kind of tier. And then it's just like three hacks on the podcast and also had that <laughs> colorway. So it was really cool. So we were like, yeah, the only people in Australia that had Alpha Fires for like the first six months. But then there was no races to be able to use them in. So, um, yeah. yeah, so that was that original pair. And I've used them, yeah, I, the more I spend in them, more time I spend, the better I like them. Like at the start, I was like, yeah, this is a real like, half marathon marathon shoe like i think it's a perfect like 315 per k pace shoe for me um yeah. but now i've done like 1k reps and got down to like 250s in them and felt pretty good kind of thing so i think you just yeah, got to keep well, testing it out i just the one thing i worry about is doing one of those airbags in a race mm, it's like uh, do, mm. you, do you want that worry like when you're 38k into a marathon that you potentially could do or even worse like 10k into a marathon um, yeah it's i was i couldn't believe that those airbags and it literally feels like there's a pogo stick like with the next percents you feel that heel and you feel it push you forward whereas with these alpha flies that air pocket there literally feels like a pogo stick and i think i like i ran my 800s in 213 212 so that's like 245 pace and then i ran my second mile at in 251k pace so i think there's um there's no excuse that you can't run fast in them. That was like the Vaporflies when they came out. Everyone said they were too chunky, but yeah, you can rip fast track times in them. Yeah, so I'm pretty um, I'm pretty keen to, to trial them over a longer session. And, uh, and then, yeah, Scott said I can only bring one pair of shoes up, so I need to make my mind up before I get on the plane to Gold Coast. So hey, that's going to be a, a I don't decision. I don't think you like, should sleep on the other brand yet, though. Like, um, yeah, right. that, that Adidas one, like that's the one there who, um, oh, someone said, oh, that candy guy from Kenya, he's Adidas. Oh yeah. He's been running yeah. fast times in that. Um, mm. didn't they win Valencia in that as well? Like we haven't seen yeah. that yet in Australia yet, but I think that's going to be more readily available like before Gold Coast too. So that, like if that yeah. came a month before and you got some time in it and I'm testing a new, um, New Balance one tomorrow which I think launches May 15th. And that's like yeah, right. when I put it on, because the first version of it was still, it was almost like in between an older racing flight and a super shoe. You're like, yeah, yeah. I can see what we kind of do, trying to do. You made it a bit higher. It doesn't feel like an old racing flight, but it still didn't feel like a super shoe. But then I put this one on tonight and I'm like, oh, this is high. I can feel it like just walking around the house, pushing me. Like this could be a contender as well, I think. Give me 24 yeah. hours and I'll, uh, yeah, be able to tell you. Yeah, Re- report back. But then going, uh, going away from the Nike ticks, a big move, I reckon, just because you've had so yeah. much success in them and so have so many yeah. other people. Yeah, and like that that ASICS one that's out now, like yeah. that seems to be, people seem to be raving about that. Sarah um, Hill, yeah. Yeah. Beth and Potter. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, um, I've heard from someone in Australia that has those Adidas shoes and um, they've said they're, they're pretty bloody impressive. So yeah, yeah, it's um yeah, it'll be interesting. It's good to see though. It's good that there's, I don't know. It's it's for so long you never used to think about um, racing shoes um, mm. at all, and yeah, it's uh, it's good to know that you can think about some other brands now. So it's um and yeah, it's I think fun it's as well just to wear them and test them out. Yeah, Mizuno yeah. sent me their um their prototype as well. That's sitting in the top. I haven't worn that yet. It doesn't seem too like kind of similar to how i just explained that first new balance one that was though like it's their first go yeah. at it um yeah which i suppose you need you kind of look at the nike they're up to their third or fourth go at it now 
Um, mm. So, yeah. No, it's going to be interesting. And another thing, last question before I let you go. You um, yep. you guys seem to be doing a lot of, like, slow mileage, like a lot of long runs. Like, I think you're doing two long runs a week at the moment, like just building yep. a massive, like, endurance base. Yeah, yeah. So Sunday long run has essentially just been kind of two and a half hours. That's just kind of been the the stock standard um, for a little bit now. Um, so that's that's there. And then also doing kind of an hour 45 on a Wednesday. Um, so it's funny, I, I used to do this, uh, quite, quite hilly, uh, quite rough <laughs> Wednesday. Um, I actually used to do it on a Thursday long run, which was, uh, up to Mount Herbert. So you've run on parts of these tracks and I know you don't like them. Yeah. Um, Terrible. and I, yeah, <laughs> they're not, they're, they're, and yeah. That's, they make a fit to win cross country races. I should be doing more of them. That's yeah. I think that's why I run so well over cross country because all of my running through the bush is cross uh, you lose yeah, and you lose your rhythm, um, and that's what cross country is all about: losing your rhythm but trying to keep good pace. Um, so I used to do this run up Mount Herbert, and it was probably six hundred meters elevation climbing, and it's it was pretty broody, brutal. And um, I bought Scott came down here over over the holidays, and I took him took him up Mount Herbert, and. Um, yeah, I think Scotty was a, bit, a little bit banged up from the K reps the day before, um, and found the loop a bit tough going. But he, he made it through. Um, but that loop has now been banned, so I need to I need to just hit the flat trails on the Wednesday now. Um, but yeah, doing it's it's a pretty long run on a Wednesday. I know. How do you, yeah, I hate doing a medium long run. Like it's just that yeah, such a drag, especially men- if you do it after work. It just like gets yep. dark early, and just like yeah, and it, you'll be watching like oh yeah, must be forty minutes in, and you're like. 13 and a half minutes in you're just like really yeah. it just seems to go so slow and because i think mentally you rock up on a sunday and you're like yep sunday long run end of the awesome, week cool. put the icing on the cake yeah yep. i'm used to this all that kind of stuff um so yeah that wednesday run is tough um but i've just been trying to run new loops all the time just to keep it interesting um been because, to... because it's an hour 45 as well like it's, you can't do it before work unless you get up at like 5 a.m yeah, no, exactly. And that's where, because I, I work half days on Monday and Thursdays, um, and that's where I was in this predicament where I, cause I was like, well, I can do it at 12.30 on a Thursday, and it's like, oh, yeah, that's fine, because you can do it during the daylight, it's not dark, all that kind of stuff. But then I had to back up for a session on the Friday, yeah. the day after, Yeah. and I do, I do that early. So now we've actually just gone, no, nah, let's just grit the teeth, do it on a Wednesday, after school um and and go from there so it's yeah because i kind of i start work at six on a wednesday so it's like you can't you can't do it before so it's um it's doing it afterwards so it's that's definitely the hardest um the hardest run of the week at the moment for me and you're saying Uh, you listen to something do you listen to something religiously every uh week to get you through it yeah so i'm really big on espn 30 for 30 podcasts um i discovered it I don't know how, a, f- a few months ago. Um, and if you haven't listened, have a listen. They're really, really good. They do, it's similar, you would have heard of 30 for 30. Yeah, docos. I watched a, doco, yep. a couple of the docos, yep. yeah. Yeah, so it's exactly the same. Um, and they just talk about different sporting things. Um, so they did they did a little mini-series on Donald Sterling. So he was the owner of the LA Clippers. Um, and got him a fair bit of strife for some racial remarks. Um, that was pretty interesting. Oh, they yeah. also did a... There's a Netflix doco when they talk about um, different coaches and stuff. 
Is it yep. Doc? Is it Doc Rivers, the coach? Doc that Rivers. Yeah. Yep. yep. He was the coach, and yep. he's one of the coaches yep. that they have on the documentary, and all that stuff blows up um, when he's yeah. coaching there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So they do like four or five episodes on that. Um, they also do four or five episodes on um, Bikram Yoga. Have oh, you ever heard yeah. of Hot? Have you heard of There's that? There's a doco on Netflix about that as well. I haven't watched it, but wasn't the guy like yeah. a real creep? The yeah, guy who started yeah, it, it, yeah, it's, real predator. It starts or something. off sun, sunshine and rainbows, and then it like it turns real nasty. <laughs> yeah, so that, that was interesting. I haven't watched and it. There was, there was also uh, another one on which there's a doco on Netflix about as well, which was about the uh, two gymnastic coaches um, who were Romanian, oh, yeah, yeah, gymnastic coaches, and just kind of the uh, I don't know. They all sound like bad stories, but the abuse of kind of young girls in gymnastics. Um, but yeah, that's what I listen to, and that kind of gets me through because you enjoy it's sport. This stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it's I love. I don't know what it is. I, I love it. But they have um, there's a really good one on the six who sat. So it talks about uh, female marathon distance running, and the first time they ran Boston, and so the very first time the women were allowed to compete, they had to start ten minutes prior to the men because they didn't want them. Uh, mixing in with the men because I thought that was going to ruin a good competition. So the girls, I think oh, there was six of them. The gun, they, they just waited. Yep, so they waited. So they sat down and they waited 10 minutes and then the gun went for the men. They got up and ran with the men. See, this is what uh, Divi 1 teams need to do. When the gun goes, just sit, wait for Andy <laughs> to catch her and then we're racing boys, okay? We can then start the race. I like this. <laughs> Oh, shit. Take we, a leaf yeah, out yeah. of their book, boys. Take a yeah. leaf out of these ladies' books. Yeah, make it a fair race. Yeah. Um, <laughs> geez, but no, so that's what I listen to. That gets me through the Wednesday um, and just trying to run. I don't know where. I'm really lucky in Bendigo. Um, we've got so many places to run. And I don't know. It's, I reckon you need to come down and I can show you a few of our um, – I can take you on a few of our easier loops if you want. I probably no, scared I was, you away. On... I was thinking we all get down for a workout. like, And we didn't mention it before, but his because uh, Bendigo Bats are located all over kind of central northern Victoria, but Nathan Stoats up in Cobram, Baruga. So he's on the uh, the Murray River, just a couple of hundred k's from us in the Chukamoama. And then we've got the Bendigo guys located down there. But it'd be good to go, yeah. hey, let's all meet in Bendigo one Saturday morning, do the same workout, just kind of build that team kind of atmosphere a bit. And um, yeah, yeah well, you know, we, work together. We a could bit. do it at that, do it at that Huntley spot that we uh, yeah, where that's, we were training. Yeah, that's, that's easier for us on, to get there. Yeah, at least that's on on your side. But it's a funny story. We're we're trained in the morning, um, and we're training at uh, six forty-five because Matt, um, so Matt Buckle, he he's still at school with his brother Ned, and he starts school at nine. So we're trying to get the workout done, and he's already gone to his outdoor ed teacher, and he said, "Oh, I'm going to be." I'm going to be a few minutes late. I've got to train with Andy. And the outdoor teacher said, yeah, that's fine. So he's allowed to rock up half an hour late to his class. How good's that? That's good. So I think I think the teacher must be a – she must be a Bats fan, I reckon. She must be um, already yeah. following along. Got a membership already, or something. Already hooked in, looking to buy some merch. The young fellas as well did start Instagram page listeners. So if you're uh, on Instagram, I think it – is it Bendigo Bats on Instagram? Is that the handle? That's the one. That's yeah. The did you see my story I put up this morning? No, I didn't. I, uh, oh, I've been yeah. at work all day. Is it still up? Yeah, I think they start for 24 hours. But the best part is the song. I think that's probably the part I'm most oh, proud yeah. of. Just, oh, no. Did, did, yeah. Was that the kids running? Yeah, the yeah. junior bats. Junior bats. Yeah, yeah. I did see that. Of, I was at work, though, so yeah. I didn't have audio on. I was sitting uh, in the yeah, office. Yeah, it's a bit of, bit of meatloaf, bat out of hell. Oh, good one. That's what we want. Yeah. 
I was so, pretty yeah. I was pretty happy with that. And I know Ed Ed Goddard, he loves he loves meatloaf, so hopefully he um he tuned in and enjoyed that. He could be the kind of guy that comes down, chucks on bat singlet as well if he's keen, New South yeah. Wales guy. Yeah. It's people I wouldn't I wouldn't, be, on the door. wouldn't be surprised actually. Banging it's, on the door. Um, yeah. It's, we're we're hot property at the moment. <laughs> Oh yeah, mate. Thanks for talking bog rubbish with me for, uh, I think we talked for like 50 minutes in the end, which was Thank good fun. Now. I've got to figure out the old um, tell me your tales like login and stuff. I don't even know how I'm going to put, because I, I thought about saying to Moose and Croaks, so I'll put this out on inside running, but I'm like, nah, that would tip him over oh, the edge, old Moosey. He would trigger, yeah. trigger him big time. He's got a bit of injury at the moment as well, so you just got to, it's easier to trigger. So And we get yeah, more control of it if we do it on tell me your tales. Yeah, he's a bit of a grumpy old man these days. Um, hopefully, I don't know. Hopefully, I get to race him up at Gold Coast, but I, it's not looking, it's not looking very positive for him. Yeah, he does know how to get it right in marathons, but yeah, getting he close. Does. What are we? Eight and a half weeks. Got to start stringing some training together. But um, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you haven't subscribed to Tell Me Your Tales, that's probably the best way to know when a new episode drops because it's not going to be weekly. So uh, you'll just have to wait and see until your notification pops up we probably will be back for a quick show just previewing the team for Lardner the Park tell you who's in the team get a bit of an update with um, Andy's training and if you want to spread the word that would be good this is just a little fun passion project thing so we're not expecting to uh, spread the word big and get sponsors or a Patreon page or anything like that we're just doing this for a bit of uh, yeah, a bit of fun uh, that would be highly appreciated though if you want to put on Strava or a screenshot or anything like that tag Andy and I on Instagram we won't have its own Instagram page or anything like that and um, yeah let us know what you think after episode one thanks Andy we're done nah, we've got to think we've got to think of oh, should we put Bat Out of Hell as the outro music yeah I reckon you should cool. it's, could it's be actually... in copyright trouble when you start when you start mucking around meatloaf though maybe I could yeah. find some like remix version of it on YouTube yeah there we go See how we yeah, go. See, I'll nah, see whatever nah, you hear now, listeners. That's that's what you're hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thank- Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.